You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of The Process. All right, everybody, welcome to The Process. Everybody knows by now, man, the process is greater than the product. My name is Sean Barber, former linebacker at Kansas City Chiefs. I'm here with my homeboy, man. Listen, this guy is the man, a man of a mountain, M-I-Z-Z-O-U, one of the greatest tight ends to come out of the University of Missouri. My man Chase Kaufman is with us. And before we get to that, man, I got to make an announcement. Uh, a title sponsor, man, the McGinnis Group, man. I, I Not only do I work for the McGinnis Group, but I'm a, a client of theirs also. Man, listen, hey, I work with McGinnis Group now. We specialize in employee benefits, health insurance for companies, financial services, life insurance, and long-term care. We would love to have the opportunity to review your current plan and learn more about your game plan for the game of life. Again, teamwork. Together, everyone achieves more. All right, man. Hey, shout out to the McGinnis Group. Matt, uh, Matt McGinnis, uh, Scott, and Sonny, love you. We appreciate all the support that you're going to do uh, for the process. Hey, man. Hey, let's time to get into it, man. Again, uh, my guest this week is Chase Kaufman. Chase, we start off each show with the who, a what, and a where. Who are you? What do you currently do? And then where can we find you on social media, whether it's social media or your business? Yes, sir. So you you said it, Chase Kaufman. I played at the University of Missouri, uh, graduated from Ray Peck High School out South Kansas City, and got the opportunity to play for six different teams over eight seasons in the NFL, and then joined the BMG Advisors Financial Planning and Advising Group here in Kansas City. We're a small company that primarily does um, comprehensive planning for families and small businesses, as well as the investing piece, setting up 401k or retirement plans, and just kind of getting you to your goals or at least letting you know what you got to do to get there. So that's what I'm doing now. I've been there almost five years now and uh, lots of ups ups and downs, but keep telling myself anything that that is good, you know, everybody would be doing it if it was easy. So I'm still kicking. All right, man. The seasons of life. Hey, financially, you got your ups and downs, but not the notorious B.I.G. like we know Biggie, but the notorious B.M.G. Holler at my man Chase. Holler at Adam over at B.M.G. Uh, Finance, and they will take care of you, man. They do an awesome job. Um, so, hey, man, let's get it. And I, and, I, and I didn't I didn't say where you can find me. So oh, yeah. at bmgadvisors.com. I'm on Twitter. Uh, but try and try to stay off of there. My wife and, and kids are a little bit more important than hitting up too much social media. But hit me up on LinkedIn or uh, or go to our website and, you know, schedule a meeting. Again, bmgadvisors.com or hit Chase Kaufman up on his um, LinkedIn. All right. So here we go, man. Summary of what has happened with the Chiefs. We were we started off, man, rough um, week one against the Lions. Uh, we couldn't pull it out in the fourth quarter. Then we go down to Jacksonville. It's 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 a hot, muggy day. Everybody's worried about cramps. The Chiefs found a way to come out of Jacksonville with a victory. We are now one and one. Um, a quick summary of the game: the Chiefs were uh, they won the game seventeen to nine. Um, overcoming mistakes um, that is something that no matter again, even if you want to go back into your business right now with finances, um, every team has to find a way to overcome mistakes. What is a, a a way or format of having a great mindset that can always push you to think about what's going to be the next play, what's going on next? 
How do you remove those negative plays out of your mind and get on to what's remaining in the game? Yeah, um, that, that's that. I think that right there is what distinguishes the the greats from just the goods, right? Uh, I, I know that we talk about a lot about former player benefits, and one of them is um, some counseling sessions for for people for their families. And I was talking to a counselor just about some of that stuff. And he brought up just just think about the best game that you've ever had, best statistically, you know, feeling very healthy win, and and think about like, can you replicate that every single week? You know, pr- probably not. So we're all imperfect. We're all going to have failures. But when you when you realize that that you are are going to fail and that you just need to persevere and like next play, how many times have you heard coach just say, hey, get onto the next play? have, you know, a short memory, get rid of the last play and keep going. Like that's, again, that's what distinguishes the good from the great and teams that continually win, you know, year in, year out organizations like that. Like, I mean, they're going to rotate the guys, but you build that culture and that's, that's what you get. Teams that just keep persevering anytime there's a a mess up, anytime there's a mistake, like, Hey, it's going to happen. Next play. I like it. Next play mentality, that perseverance, um, I wrote down, you said we are perfectly imperfect in understanding that, but you are always striving for perfection. And we learned that that Mamba mentality. Kobe Bryant had that every day of practice, chasing excellence, because you know that once you give that on the practice field, you're going to see great results on the game days. And that's where we have uh, the difference between being a good team and a great team is the way we go about our practice, the way we practice um and the, the expectation yeah and i, and I want to like point to what you said again like not that not that we don't strive for perfection because i i think that's all inherently yes. inside of us right we don't we don't desire to fail but just understanding that failures will happen through that process of striving for perfection i like that's that good. failure is a part of life as always so the team's goal you go down there it's hot you got to get used we got some guys trying to get used to the snap count right because this is Though it was a game two for our team, for two players, it was their first game. But let's talk about the impact of Travis Kelsey, and then we'll talk about the impact of Chris Jones. You're an offensive guy. You take Travis Kelsey. How did Travis Kelsey impact our offense from week one to week two? Uh, Just his presence. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows who he is, right? Um, Killer Travis. Yeah, being being out there, just being being a leader. And and he can, you know, he can be a leader week one from the sideline, sure. But there's nothing like being out there in the pads and like the rest of the team seeing like, hey, we got our guy. We got our guy. He's out there. He's with us. And even if he doesn't make the plays, you know, say he doesn't make the plays, he he had some nice plays out there and helped the team win. But like they have to account for him every single play. And, you know, that that makes the receivers step their game up. That makes the, the secondary tight ends, anybody else step their game up. And and of course I'm sure it gives Patrick Mahomes more confidence. So definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah, that's that's the offensive. Side. So the Jacksonville defense had to accept the fact that Killer Trav was playing and make the adjustments. And then on the other side of the ball, we had Chris Jones that was present, right? Sac Nation was now back in business. The CEO, CFO, COO of Sac Nation was back in the building on the field. Uh week one he was in the building, just not on the field. But week two, he was actually on the field. And when you talk about making an immediate impact, um, a sack on fourth down, a turnover. Um, uh, big plays, big hurries um, throughout the game. He was on a limited snap count, but I think for for as far as the uh, impact he made on the game, even though he was on a limited snap count, 
that that young man proved that he was one of the most dominant guys in the NFL. And I think that everybody should be pretty happy that they got the contract done and he's back in the building. So again, some of the the, the uh, stats from the game, um, penalties, man, penalties was big. We had uh, 12 penalties for 40, uh, for 94 yards, um, three turnovers in the first half, uh, uh, two weeks in a row, Pat Mahomes was able to hit 11 different receivers. That's a record. Impressive. Um, and then just really quick, going down the, uh, the, the list, Sky Moore, all right, he was three for 70 with a touchdown. Kadarius Toney, five out of five, 35 yards. Uh, Pacheco, 12 carries, 70 yards. We already talked about Kelsey, right? We talked about Kelsey. Um, Pat Mahomes all together for the day was 305 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Um, and then on the defense, uh, as far as Jacksonville is concerned, I mean, we kept their stars out of it kind of. Um, I was really worried going into this game about the, the team speed of Travis Etienne, uh, uh, the, the the resurrection of Calvin Ridley, because in Week One, man, they were they were they were unstoppable against Indianapolis. That that team speed was just uh, it was a it was a, it was a difference maker. But against our defense, um, I think I got to start giving our Chiefs defense a little bit more credit. It seems like the guys are making kind of like they're making, they're making some progress of what's that next step? What is the next phase for our defense? It's no longer this middle of the road. Let's end up being like number 15 in the league. I think our defense has goals of being like a top five defense. And they played in week one without Chris Jones. And they definitely stood up and kept kept the Jaguar Jaguars and that offense out the end zone the entire game. Held them to three field goals. Phenomenal job by Chris Jones. Like I said, Sag Nation was back in the building. Overall, that entire defense did a great job, I think, um, this past Sunday. Obviously, kept the Jacksonville Jaguars out the end zone. It led to another dub, a dub for the Chiefs, 17-9. Um, man, it was an awesome game all in, all in, uh, through and through, and I think that just leads to uh, better things in the future, man, better things in the future. So, Yeah, 100%. I, I, I would, you know, piggyback on what you're talking about with the defense and just like, hey, you know what, like Patrick Mahomes, the offense are getting all this credit. Uh, Chris Jones is getting all this credit, like, We've always heard in sports, next man up, right? Hey, look, like you have to produce too. Um, don't just count count on your other team, like the other side of the ball to win it. Like we are a team, but like they're they're trying to get get seen too, right? They're start trying to get hype. They're trying to you know make some plays and like hey, we're a valid defense as well. And and they got some young guys that are really stepping up and doing that. And uh, I know you shouted out Mizzou earlier for me, so you know I'm gonna I'm give out a yeah, shout out to my guy Nick Bolton. Nick Bolton did his job, man. He's he's putting in work, man. Like again, um, I thought he was a candidate for being a Pro Bowl uh, middle linebacker last year after uh, last year's season. I think he started out great this year. Um, showed his true impact. I'm um, going from week one to week two. He talked about some leaky yardage, and he wanted the defenses to shore it up. And I think you saw that on the field on Sunday. Our defense didn't let out all that leaky yardage. Um, uh, kept the Jacksonville Jaguars out of the manageable third downs. And when you look at the stats. The Jacksonville Jaguars with three of twelve on third down, um, zero for two on fourth down. Um, that that's that's shutout basketball, shutout football yeah. right there. That's how you close a game right there. And I, and I know coaches come in, you know, like they they look at that stuff, they see that stuff, they say, hey, these guys these guys are not letting these leaky yards through. They're not, you know, they're they're tightened up, they're zipped up, they're buttoned up, and you know that's that's going to make me figure out what I need to call call for the play during those third downs, during those fourth downs, and whether or not we should take risks. 
Yeah, definitely make it hard. I, I put in my notes the Chiefs defense pitched a no-hitter on Sunday by not letting the Jacksonville Jaguars mm-hmm. in the end zone. Uh, man, hey, sports are sports no matter what's the field, no matter what the level of competition. Um, keeping the other team out of the end zone, you take a lot of pride in that. You take a lot of pride in, in shutouts or keeping them out the end zone. So, man, hey, shout out to our defense. We did our job down in Jacksonville. And really quick, just to sum it up, um, overall, the Chiefs, when it comes down to putting the nail in the coffin, there's two ways. You either want to be in a victory formation or you want to be forcing the other team's offense to throw a Hail Mary. We ended up being in the victory formation because with four minutes, 18 seconds left, our offense got the ball with um, with, with, with nothing more to do than just um, hold an eight-point lead. Up by eight points, we hold the ball. We, we, we um, uh, shut out the, uh, the game by keeping them out the end zone. That's it. That's all we got to do. We go for 10 plays, 77 yards, four minutes, 18 seconds. Th- that is the way to close the game, Che. I mean, like you said, I mean, 100%. it's only two ways to close the game. If you, if you talk about winning football and you want to be in that victory formation. That, that's the best feeling in the world, getting that ball back with, I mean, shoot, I'll, I'll even say six minutes left on the clock, eight minutes left on the clock, feeling confident that like, hey, you know what? As a defense, we're not going back out there. Mm-hmm. We're not sending the punter back out there. We can, we can confidently say like our guys are going to close this out and at the end of the day, we're going to kneel it down. You know, however long it takes, however many first downs it takes, you know, gets you on the field, like, we're going to kneel this out and run it out. All right, right before we take a break, hey, hats off my man Sky Moore. Big third down conversion to keep that drive going and actually put the nail in the coffin. That's my play of the day. Uh, when we get back in the second half, we're going to talk who are we seeing next, who's coming in the arrowhead. See if Red, you better be ready, because I think the Chicago Bears, Ryan Poles, and Justin Fields, I think they're coming. We'll be right back with the process. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. It's more fun to be there for live Kansas City Chiefs football. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the Kansas City Chiefs and the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best view of those pivotal plays. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. And you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to wrap your team's colors. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com Chiefs. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're back with the process. And AMA, I got to say, I got to give a, a shout out to my uh, company, the PXG is here in Overland Park, Kansas City. If you got a chance, man, my man Chase, he just got himself fitted for a nice new putter, man. Come through, talk to Alex, uh, talk to my man Jacob. Make sure you come spend some time here at PXG. They got the gear, they got the bag, they got the clubs, they got the balls, they got the swag, as you can see. Hey, man, uh, Parson Extremes Golf, appreciate you letting us come use the building. And they got a virtual reality. You want to get your distance you want to get your clubs honed in? You really want to go out there and shoot those low numbers? Man, come out here to PXG Overland Park. Hey, uh, that's the truth. Uh, missing that putter, man. I'm, I'm going to be knocking them in from here on out the rest of the season. <laughs> Got to take care of that short game, right? Short game. Um, a drive for show, but for dough. Those that play golf know what I'm talking about. All right, man. So in segment two, man, we're going to talk about the Bears. The Bears are coming to town. Hey, man, listen, the Chiefs got to win, but we haven't got to win at home yet. This is going to be the first opportunity for us to actually let's 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 christen Arrowhead. Let's get a victory here at home in front of our home, the Sea of Red, um, uh, G E H A Field at Arrowhead Stadium. Our crowd's going to be it's going to be cra- every game, every home game is crazy. Um, but what we know from the Bears, uh, they've had a rough start. Um, 0-2, uh, week one against the Packers, they lost by 18. Week two against the Buc- uh, Buccaneers, they lost by 10. Um, there's some defensive stats here. Um, I, I'll go through them um, as far as sacks. They, they've only um, got one sack on the season and given up 10. Zero interceptions, given up three. Got zero fumbles, given up one. In third down, they are at a 50% conversion rate, but they are allowing offenses to convert at 66.7% conversion rate. There's nothing about those numbers that are going to make me think there's anything pretty is going to happen when that team comes in the arrowhead looking for their first win and we le- look uh, the Chiefs' kingdom to continue this winning streak. What do, what do you think about the Bears coming in week three arrowhead stadium? Man, I think Coach Matt Eberflus, another Mizzou guy, uh, he's, he's a tough competitor. I know that. Um, you know, statistically, those stats you rattled off, I think they're – Number one, they look great for the Chiefs coming into this week. Number two, we've got two weeks. You know, teams can still be rusty coming into the season. I think they still got, you know, obviously a young quarterback in Justin Fields, uh, which leads to some probably inconsistency on offense and a defense that can still be looking to gel. So as as we already know, right, it's any given Sunday in the NFL. It is. And no matter if it's, you know, you name it across the league or the Kansas City Chiefs, the reigning champs, uh, you got to show up and believe that you're going to win. And, I mean, it's a game that's, that shouldn't be taken lightly. And like you said, man, it's the first first opportunity now for them to get a win at home. Chris and, you know, GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium, 
with the first win of the season at home. Man, I love it. I love it. I think the Bears are going to come in. We've we've heard there's been some lack of trust, lack of communication, and having a new coaching staff, having a young quarterback, the communication that goes on between a quarterback and the OC uh, from play in and play out. I mean, it, listen, you can't have too many voices in your head. You got to have some trust that the things you practice, the way you practice, uh, the adjustments you made, you gotta have, you gotta have, you gotta have to trust that quarterback. That once you call the play, you gotta gotta let him go play a little bit, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, most most of the coaching is is done during the week. So once you get to game day, it's like let the guys play. Hopefully, you've prepared enough. You're gonna make some minor adjustments. You're probably gonna see like some minor tweaks from the other team. But for the most part, like your stuff is gonna stay the same. Yeah, so we we're hearing that he's being overcoached, overcorrected. Um, they're having him uh, alert for the blitz, alert for the pressures. Watch uh, uh, watch DJ Moore open it up for this. Watch mm-hmm. uh, Mooney might be coming underneath for that. Cole Komet. So yeah, you, don't don't take the guy's instincts away from him. That's what got him there in the first place. Exactly, exactly. I think that's the one thing. I mean, he's been so hesitant to run the ball and be what he does natural. That's the only thing. If you ask me one thing I'm a little bit hesitant of is to think that if he goes back to his uh, Ohio State days and looks for his first read and if he's not there, he takes off with his legs. Um, defensively, that's the one part of every team's offense that you never really account for. Um, lately, I know over the last few years, five, six years, teams have been incorporating the spy technique. A safety yep. will come down or a linebacker is left in the box to spy. But I, I don't know if a spy technique works against a quarterback like Justin Fields because he's go- he's a better athlete than probably – Everybody on the defense the side of the ball. <laughs> the three so, spies. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't spy somebody with a lesser athlete. So I think you just got to go, uh, you know, play sound defense, all, all three levels. Let Chris Jones and the guys up front do their mm-hmm. thing, go to work. Um, I don't know how much extra pressure we're going to need to bring to um, try to hurry him up because I think that maybe they're already hurrying him up just in his own yeah. camp. He's being hurried up mm-hmm. by his own all OC. And so uh, his play clock is probably sped up a little bit. And if he can't slow that down, mm-hmm. if they can't slow that down from practicing and communication and having some trust, it might be a little bit of a, a nightmare facing this Chiefs defense um, this Sunday coming up. Yeah. So, with especially with Chris Jones getting that limited plays under his belt, um, <laughs> be a whirlwind for him. Yeah, he's the that that play. I think that play count comes off the. Uh, it's coming off the shelf um, uh, this Sunday, so I think he's going to be. Um, able to go back to his old self, uh, all you know, man, all those serious downs, all the third downs, all the big series. So uh, hopefully we'll see, you know, Chris out there for forty some plays because he looked like he was in great shape. If anything tested him, that heat in Jacksonville should have tested him. If he was out of shape, anything we would have known in Jacksonville and the way he showed out and played. I say, I mean, it's time to let 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 the dogs eat. So I'm looking for Chris Jones and Sack Nation to be in full effect on Sunday. Um, we're gonna go into a section of the of this program I call Contenders and Pretenders. So right now we got a few teams in the NFL that are 2-0. We got a whole bunch of 1-1s, and and then we got some teams that are 0-2. So I'm going to go over uh, the majority of the 1-1 teams, and it's really quick. You tell me either they're a contender, which means they're going to be around. They got enough to to, to, to stay in the, in the playoff picture. Or, nah, Sean, this team is just pretending sooner or later they're going to fall off and not even make the playoffs. So in the NFC we got New York Giants. <laughs> pretender pretend always uh the packers contender 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 I, I mean even with aaron jones being uh, injured they got aj Dillon, um so they got enough weapons there and i think love actually surprised us in the w- first two weeks of showing that he's 
he's actually capable yeah. of filling in for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um, let's say the Lions. Man, I, I got to go with the history, man. They're they're a pretender. <laughs> pretender. Oh, uh, the L.A. Rams. Pretender. Pretender also. Um, the Seahawks. Contender. I got contenders and only because, man, I got I got so much love for Kevin Lockett and yeah. Tyler and the family. There's mm-hmm. no way I'm going to ever vote or say anything negative against the Seahawks program. So, hey, as far as I'm concerned, and, that's and, the play. And I, I, I was there for a little bit, and they they have a pretty good culture. They get from, you know, the top yes. down GM, coach, uh, and they they still have a lot of players, man. They got some talent. Like you said, Lockett, man, he's always somebody that, that any week could be explosive. I like it. I like it. All right, we're going to uh, – let's go over to the AFC. The AFC has – looks like we have about seven to eight one-in-one teams. Let's go with – start off with Aaron Rodgers, less New York Jets. Pretenders. Pretenders. The Buffalo Bills. Contenders. Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to put them in the contenders. Contender. Well. I got oh. contenders too. How about the Elves that people call the Browns? Pretenders. Pretenders. I'm going to go same same thing with the Lions. I mean, they get they got we, – we're in the show me uh, – I'm from the show me state. Uh, they got to show me before I start putting them in the contender category. Man, and listen, hey, prayers go out to my man, Nick Chubb. Man, that was yes. a gruesome injury we saw on uh, Monday Night Football whenever it happened. Um, it, it That was terrible, man. So uh, heal up fast. Prayers with you, young man. Uh, the team we just beat, the Jaguars. I think they're still contenders. They're going to be they, – when it's they're, when they're it, around. That's clear is I think they're going to be around. Uh, let's go with the Raiders. The Raiders, I, I think they're pretenders. Yeah, they're going to – the Raiders are going to yeah. Raider at some yeah. point. Uh, the Tennessee Titans. I like the Titans, man. That was one of my good experiences. Uh, I'm going to put contenders for them. All right, Maybe last but not team. least, we got the Colts. Pretenders. Pretenders. Still pretenders. Yeah. Um, I, I like the quarterback that they got. I think that they have an opportunity going forward. He's He's got a ton of potential, obviously. Um, so, I, yeah, it's going to be an interesting season for him. But for, for this year, pretenders. All right. If you got your bet sheets out there, contenders, pretenders. Uh, also, check with my man, Benny Heights. Uh, he'll, he'll let you know how to put those parlays together. But those season-long overs and unders and all the things they do as far as those I betting lines. I got to put my financial disclosures on that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the notorious BMG did not advise you on those picks. Yes. He was just telling you his thoughts about whether the teams are contenders or pretenders. Um, and then lastly, hey, with these 0-2 squads, this is going to be a new segment we call Panic or Patience. Either press the panic button and go all in for Caleb Williams in the first-round pick or have a little patience because better days are coming. It's just a tough season, first couple of weeks. But, hey, guess what, man? It's a marathon. It ain't a sprint. The NFS is 17 games over 18 weeks. It's a marathon. So let's say panic or patience when it comes to the Vikings. I mean, need patience. Patience with the Vikings. Yeah. The Bears. Uh, look, I, I'm going to say, like, you, you, have to, uh, you have to be patient, but – in a situation like this, you still Iberflus is still young, uh, Fields is still young. I think there's probably some panic in that in that organization right now. The Carolina Panthers. Um, it's 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 still early in the whole situation. They're probably a year or two behind the Bears, so it's still patient. New England Patriots. I'm panicking. I'm not I'm, big. I'm, I'm not panicking. a big. I'm not a big Patriots fan. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying this. Anybody who's heard yeah. me on any of social media, radio, uh, players, anything you've heard me on, the consistent thing I've said is that the Patriots have cheated so long that it's hard for them to win without cheating. Whether you go back to the inflate gate, <laughs> you go back to the 
Tuck rule tuck all rule. the way back. Fem in the sidelines. They knew your first 15 plays before you even drew them up. So it's, 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 it's crazy to think you can't defend plays when you've already been watching the film of the other team walking through and warming up. So, man, I'm, I am always been anti-Patriots, so I'm always pushing the panic button against the Patriots. And then the last three are the Cincinnati Bengals. Patience. Patience with them. Obviously, you got to wait for Joe, Joe, Joe Buns yeah, to come back. They, you got a KF injury. They've proved the last couple of years that they, they, can, they can make some things happen. And then the AFC West has two teams, the Chargers. Um. You're still patient. Um, people, you know, people talk about Herbert. Um, he's he's proved that he can yeah. he can do some neat things, and and it's like you said, early early in the season. I think with the Chargers, the talent is in the building. I just yeah. think the head coach with Staley might be the wrong guy leading him. I think it actually the OC, yeah. uh, Kellen Moore. I think it if and when he takes over, that might be when we see the Chargers actually take that next step and become a playoff team. Yeah. Last but not least. Denver Broncos, man. Uh, Russell Wilson, Sean Payton. What's going on in Denver? It's, it's all panic. It's all this been panic since he got into the building. It's yeah. It's just a world. It started off on a bad foot, and you know the losing just keeps piling up. I feel uh, feel bad for him, um, but you know being here in Kansas City, not too bad. <laughs> all right, real quick, I want you to fi- for, uh, finish this statement for me. All right, the road to the Super Bowl goes through which two teams? In which two teams? The road to the Super Bowl. The AFC goes through. It goes through Kansas City. Still Kansas goes City. through Kansas City. You have a culture. You have a team that that has proved it, proved it, proved it year over year out. And I mean, whether we're one one or even even if we would have dropped to zero and two, guys know that it is that seventeen week season that you just talked about. It's a long season. Anything happens, all you got to do is get in the big dance. If the rosters are healthy at the end of the year, nobody wants to see Casey. Everybody knows it because they have Patrick Mahomes, who just signed a new uh, $210 million guaranteed four-year. Ex- push that money to the front. I love it. Um, get them paid now. Get them happy so they can sit back yeah. and just keep their own rock. I, and I'm and I'm going to say one more. I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of excited about Miami and the AFC, too. I think they got some players down there. I yeah. know they got some players down there. I mean, if you're talking about any given Sunday, like it'll probably come through Kansas City. But but they're gonna be they're gonna be a team to watch. They got a team to watch. Obviously, if um, I mean if the quarterback, uh, Tua, yeah, Tua, Tua can stay healthy. Um, that that whole team yes. kind of rising down of his health and him dealing with the concussions and things like that. And then in the NFC, the road to the Super Bowl rolls through. Man, I'm gonna put it with the Saints. I was I I if I own this mic, I, I would drop it. I don't own it, so I'm allowed. I, I think Derek Carr's. I mean, people put him down as much as you want. Like he's been a Pro Bowler. He's been he's been a, a higher level quarterback. Yes, and they have some talent, man. I, and their receivers back. Um, yep, yep, you know, Thomas some young guys, some young guys making Holiday. plays. Uh, who's the running? Rashid. Yeah, some like uh, that. Rasheen. Uh, yeah, the um, twenty-two, the wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's doing work. So, yeah. And Johnson, the, the tight end. Mm-hmm. They ain't even got uh, um, hard back yet. Yeah, they only. I mean, that's, I I think there's a chance. That I think there's a chance that they. I mean, they could they could compete. And and I, I you still got to knock off the Eagles, contenders from last year. But I I think there's a chance that they could put together a season. I like that, Chase. You 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 didn't you didn't hit us with the normal 49ers, the the Dallas Cowboys, or the Eagles. You went with uh, the Saints. <laughs> hey, they organizationally man and they got they got something i i'm actually you know even though he was a former raider i am a big Derek carr fan 
Uh, Derek Carr has been a man who wears his faith on his sleeve. He's yeah. man, uh, a great Christian brother. He always is out helping the community and helping. I mean, and he, he's leading the charge for all his teammates. You know what you're going to get out of him. He's yeah. not playing the games. He's not trying to be out in the media. He's not trying to do a bunch of things. But, all team. I mean, it, it's, he's proven himself. And, and, I, and I do believe he got kind of shafted with the Raiders, uh, which, I mean, it seems like a Raiders thing to do, but you know, <laughs> make him walk the plank. Right? I like it. I like it. <laughs> Anyway, that's going to end up segment two. We're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to kind of switch gears, and we're going to pick the mind of an offensive player and find out how does the offensive player's mindset work when it comes to having a growth versus fixed mindset, and can he um, continue to evolve now that he's in his post-playing days and answer some really tough questions I'm going to throw at him about the tight ends. We'll be back with you. This is The Process. Sean Barber, we at PXG again. And thanks to the title sponsor, the McGinnis Group. We'll be back. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're back with another week of football and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups and walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football is more fun when you're in on the action, so download the, the app now and use code KCSN at sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code KCSN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after assurance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Welcome back to the process. Again, I'm Sean Barber, my man Chase Kaufman, former tight end of the M-I-Z-Z-O-U University of Missouri. Man, we're just chopping it up. We we. We wanted to really hone in on his position, right? The tight end position. I got a bunch of questions I want to ask him, but first I'm going to ask him about the offense in general. How do you solve drop passes? It's not just a receiver. It's not just tight. How do you really solve having a game where you drop too many passes, and how do you get better at that? You, just, you got to get the confidence back, man. Oh, it's like the, right. I, I got my swagger back. You got to, right? And that just comes from practice, right? Practice, practice, practice. You got to get back in the game. And then even when you get in the game, it's like, hey, is, is it going to is it gonna translate, right? You get that first one under your belt. Like maybe even the coaches just like, hey, look, we're going to give you something that we know you're going to catch, right? Based on their defenses and these, these situations, we're going to get you a catch. Get that first one under your belt. Right, and they they all know that that's that's what they do. That's how they got there. Yeah. So they just got to get that confidence back. And I'm gonna be the first person to point this out. I, I think Andy did a great job after the first game against the Lions. He pointed out to himself, "Hey, Kadarius Tony's drops was probably my fault. The guy came the first day of camp, hurt his knee, and that was it for him the entire training camp. 
I don't even know if they were planning on having him active get week one until Kelsey got hurt. Yeah. And then it was kind of a product of Kelsey getting More hurt. Need. They needed Kadarius. Mm-hmm. And so he went out there. Asking the guys to show up and play game speed. Yeah, it's a lot different. I, I just think that from a mindset standpoint, maybe he just wasn't ready game day to really put it all in. But but he showed mm-hmm. week two, they uh, overfed him the first drive. He went yeah. five for five. Yeah. Man, like he ain't got no, it, he ain't never have a catch hands problem. So I think we didn't solve the case yeah. of the dropsies. Um, overall, as a team though, that first half it was it was way too many turnovers, receivers, tight ends, whatever position. Teams are gonna continue to peanut punch it. They're gonna continue to try to knock that ball out. Uh, we're gonna get guys on special teams trying to do the knuckleball punt because our, our returners are having some issues with yeah. with fielding the ball and stuff like that. So, like you say, I think what the the, the point you made was. You got to get your swagger back. You got to get yeah. your confidence back. Jug machine, uh, finding. Yeah, I mean, just get get somebody like smacking your arms yeah. down, you yeah. know, yeah. By, before or after practice while you're catching them. And and odds are, like, you're going to go out there and catch all of them, Man. right? All of those because you already got it. You've been right? it all but like life. like you said, I mean, then the Chiefs feeding them, feeding them earlier in the game. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, that's that's getting him back. Whether whether he was or wasn't ready. You know, to really go that week one, I mean, that's irrelevant. That goes back to the, you know, hey, we're going to make mistakes. We're imperfect. Forget about it and go to the next one. Even if you drop the first one the next game, forget about it, get to the next one. And that's where that team culture really comes in and like, hey, look, we got you. Don't worry about it. People are saying this. People are saying that. Don't worry about it. We know who you are. And then coach stepping back up, you know, GM stepping in, like people that, uh, as we know in the NFL world, like not for long, like that may be like the person making the decision to get you out of the building. Like those are the people that you got to feel like confident about that, that, Hey, you're not going anywhere. We're staying here and we're going to win. Military terms. I got your six. I mean, I got you your back. Your um, but now let's go to offensive line. We had offensive line. We had some holding calls. Mm-hmm. I know you didn't play offensive line, but as a, as a, as a tight end, sometimes you had to block. And how do you prevent getting the hold? Like, like obviously we know in every NFL play, there's holding going on all yeah. across the, the the board. How, what is the difference between the holding that gets called and the, those that don't get called? Yeah, so the the holding, I mean, what, you're tied every time, you know, get your hands inside, right, right in there, kind of right on the chest, yeah. uh, inside the armpits, keep it inside. If you get them outside, that's when the, the refs are probably going to call it. And especially when that guy starts to leave you, right? If yep. the play gets extended out of the pocket or running back goes past you and the guy's leaving you, that's when you got to let go. You got to keep him in here. You got your arms extended. There's there's a prob- probability, a better probability that they're going to call it. And if they called it a lot last week, you know the refs are going to be looking for it this week. That's right. So you got to know what's been called and you got to understand that the refs watch film too. Yeah. They watch film and get reports too. So if there was... Uh, a 20 holding calls that didn't even get called. You got to believe that they're saying, hey, this is this getting out of control. The Chiefs offensive line are holding every play. They're, you know, X, yep. Y, and Z. And so, like you said, when uh, they're looking for that tug of that jersey, when they see yeah. that name get a little bit too wide and they see that shoulder pad come out, they know that some, so for some reason this defender, uh, he didn't undress himself. Mm-hmm. So it must be a reason. So we got to learn how, like you said, keep those hands inside, mm-hmm. control that breastplate of the shoulder pads. Mm-hmm. And then when that defender starts to break away, instead of it out extending your arm to get in the holding call, let him go and then go find somewhere else to go hit, right? Yeah, and, and most of that is just like knowing where where you're supposed to be, keeping your body in between the defender and the ball. 
Yes. Right. If you know where you're supposed to be, you no know, guys are going to, going to get beat. There's a ton of amazing athletes in the NFL. And then, you know, to, to second kind of what, what you said, like, uh, the refs watch the film, but sort of the other coaches, and they're going to come in with a list of, hey, this team does did this, this, this last week. Watch this player, watch that player, and you know we expect them to hold in these situations and these scenarios. So we're going to bring that to your attention. Well, the other the opponent team is definitely going to tell the referee to watch eighty seven and mm-hmm. watch his emotions yep. to see if he can keep him in check. So Kelsey, hey man, listen. We know we love to be back. We know you got yeah, hey, a lot of things going on. What they call it? Uh, uh, it's a it's a scary summer. I don't know what her, her songs are. <laughs> One of those little what is it called? Cruel summer. Cruel. So it's a cruel. And guess what? It's been a cruel week too because you got two personal fouls called against you. Two flags against my man Kelsey. One Come taking on, off man. his helmet, I think, <laughs> and the other one, man, he gave him the, the smooth handshake. Hey man, I'm gonna shake your hand and gave him the smooth handshake. The referees didn't like it. Another personal uh, flag call. So listen, hey, we need Kelsey to just control those emotions, get that refocus on what made him, making him one of the greatest tight ends to ever play the game. Um, and with that, yeah. my last question does have to do with Kelsey being one of the one of the greatest to ever play the game. Um, real quick, who are the three current tight ends that you consider in the game right now? Who are the three tight ends that are the best tight ends in the NFL right now? And maybe yeah, and why, I, you know? I think hand, hands down, Kelsey's the number one. Okay. Hands down in the game right now. Um, I mean, I think he's proven it. He's at, what, seven seven consecutive thousand-yard yes. seasons? I mean, nobody's ever done that before. Amazing. Uh, and then I, I really like uh, Mark Andrews. Okay. I think he's all around a solid tight end. I mean, he's proven it in the AFC North, which is, you know, They've they've got especially with the Ravens kind of that ground and pound, and he makes some amazing catches. Yes. Uh, so he, I think he does it all. He's all around. And then uh, lastly, man, I I, I want to see Kyle Pitts keep going. He's he and he's the exact opposite. Pitts <laughs> <laughs> always he's, he's, he's loyal to his ex teams to a fault. So he's found a way to support the Saints. Now he's found it. Now y'all made you play for the Falcons. I, I had a workout. So with the now Saints. he's nice sneaking the Falcons. Uh, uh, back in there, so yeah, I love, I love and, his and, and my guy Arthur Smith down there, the head coach. He he was a Titans um, tight end, okay. tight end assistant coach while I was there. And I mean, shoot, he's he's all for the tight end. So I love I love seeing Kyle Pitts making some plays. Kyle Pitts might be the most athletic of any tight end to has ever played a game. And something about the offense right now, just I think with Bijan being there, they going they yeah. start with the running game. But like you said, that's the same thing the Ravens do. They start with the running game. And they find these unique but, ways to use yeah. Mark Andrews. I think and, the OC at the Falcons look at some of that Raven film. They can find ways to use Cal Pitts yeah. kind of like Mark Andrews. Yeah, uh, I, I think that's what it takes, right? The coaches to, like, if you got a Cal Pitts, you got to find ways to use him, yeah. right? It, you're not, you're not going to just say, hey, you're going to fit into this offense. You have to find ways to use him because of his explosiveness, because his hands, because the potential that he has to make your team different. And before we go to our last bit, which is the two-minute warning, when we go to hurry up offense, I got to ask you this because you're a tight end. You're on the show. This is the process. So since you are here, I got to know, who is the GOAT of the tight end position? You're here in Kansas City. We've had two of the greatest to ever put on a uniform to line up in tight end. Tony Gonzalez, Travis Killer Trav Kelsey. Man, I'm gonna ask you, Chase. Yeah, so the arguments between those two now. Who right? is it? Who is it? In I, your I, your opinion, who I, is? It? I still think it's Tony Gonzalez. Ah, I love but, it. 
but Trav's career is not over. Not to right? continue. To be continued for that. But Tony, Tony, where's the belt? Tony he's got to be. He's got to get knocked off. Is it even worthy the same discussion as like a Michael Jordan versus LeBron? Yes, yeah, LeBron yeah. is still playing. Yeah, saying I, I don't thing. think Tony Gonzalez. He doesn't have his own shoe. He doesn't have it. You know, like he do, he doesn't. Um, you know, unfortunately, I, I think we all wish he had the rings. Oh man, right? I feel feel for him like there. Yeah, but Travis Travis does, yeah. and he's got. I mean, he's got stats to make it. Like, hey, this is this is a real consideration, um, and and that's just my argument, right? So, <laughs> go go argue yourself. Yeah, I like I like <laughs> hey, uh, uh, discussion for the Kool Aid work, man. Yeah, Who is the goat, the where, the why, the how. Um, and right now, hey, we're going to a two minute offense. If you don't know about football, in the last two minutes, the offense goes hurry up. Hey, the formation is set. We're going to call it the line, all audibles. We got to go score. We got in position. So, obviously, my man Chase is here. So, the two-minute offense, the topic of our two-minute offense is going to be M-I-Z-Z-O-U. I'm going to ask him some Missouri questions I, I, right off the cuff. Um, name the three best Tigers to ever put on the Missouri uniform. Um, all time. The three best Tigers. I'm going to give you an all-time all and then, like, a, a more recent. Okay. Right? So, you got you got some Hall of Famers, right? Kellen Winslow, senior. That's tough. like he, he's a Hall of Famer. That's you tough. can't argue with that. And then Roger Worley is another one. He was uh, a back in the day guy, amazing. And those those will be my two. But I'm gonna throw Brad Smith in there for for past and future. He's kind of a, a tweener right now, and I think that he really did a, an amazing job of kind of reviving Mizzou, wow. you know, under Gary Pinkle and that, and then. You know, kind of the like one, two, three with Brad Smith, and then and then Brad kind of moving into the new with Chase Daniel and Jeremy Macklin. Jay Mac. Um, I mean, people. I think people forget Chase Daniel. Man, he was a Heisman contender, <laughs> and you know, as we know in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes, you know, you got to have a quarterback, and he proved that he did it. And I, we had a ton of weapons, but Jay Mac played two seasons, yeah. was an All American both seasons. And left for the draft. Yeah. After tearing his ACL, his redshirt freshman year. I, I like the J. Man call. Had to, had like the red the shirt. Smith call, and I like the Winslow Junior call. I'm, I'm gonna go with those three. I like you all time. <laughs> um. All right. We're back on the line. We're back on the line. Next question. Uh. While you was at the University of Missouri, yeah. who was the toughest opponent you had to actually buckle up and go one on one with? Who Who was the guy that you still having nightmares about that was on the other side of that line? I wouldn't say nightmares about. It. I don't think there was any nightmares. Um. Patrick Willis, we played Ole Miss, and yeah. you know there's this buzz about this linebacker that they had. I'm like at Ole Miss, um, as and we know every every school can have yes, some yes. guys, but Patrick Willis like just sound mm-hmm. and had all the athletic ability, and it wasn't like anything big or or bad. He just made plays. <laughs> I like it. I like and, it. I, and he and he could be the big and bad, but he just made plays and was solid, and he showed that in his NFL career too. Um. And I'll tell you this, like once I got uh, kind of moving from college to the NFL, I got drafted in the same cl- draft class as Ray Maluga. And like I had to go Oklahoma drill when, back when they did Oklahoma drill versus Ray. <laughs> <laughs> that dude can hit. <laughs> so Pat Willis, man, hey, one of my favorite linebackers that ever donned the gold and red or whatever you want to call the, the, the 49ers colors. But for those that don't know, Pat Willis was Ray Lewis before Ray Lewis. That's who Ray Lewis watched to become Ray Lewis was Pat Willis. <laughs> he he shortened a lot of guys' necks. Uh, he was a thumper. 
he was a ball player. He was a leader. He was a man. He was a mountain of a man on the field. Uh, man, Pat Willis, that's a great call from Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, last but not least, hey, last play, we got to decide whether to go Hail Mary or just kneel on it, kick the field goal, last play. Um, man, let's get into victory formation and tell me, what is one of the greatest lessons that you learned during college that you feel has made you a better player, person, friend, father? Who, what, what is a lesson that, that, that sports, college sports, might have taught you or you had to learn that just made you a better individual? Uh, don't don't ride the wave. And and by that, I mean, like, you're going to have your failures. You're going to have your successes. And when when you're having success, man, everybody's, everybody's, you know, sunshine and roses and praising you and, you know, best thing since sliced bread and, you know, vice versa. Like, when you have the drops, when you have, you know, something happen, when the team doesn't win, uh, <laughs> I mean, shoot, the kid from CSU this week, people are calling for it, like, calling for his head that's uncalled for but that stuff will happen and you know when the times are da- are down like uh I-, I would really encourage everybody like if you don't have a, cu- a couple like i'll say five five people that are kind of your support group they're your encouragers right they're going to stand with you they know you they know your character they know your work ethic like they're going to tell you the truth you know in on the on the high waves and the low waves uh, man, you need to find that because like in the ups and the downs, those are the people that kept me just hey, steady, steady Eddie, right? You didn't make it. You didn't, you didn't fail, but like, there's still a lot of life ahead. Man, I like that, man. Yeah. You take your circle of friends, you take those five individuals who are closest to you, mm-hmm. you take them from their, their success, their failures, you're going to fall somewhere in between that. So surround yourself with people that are wise, have that's, knowledge. And that's biblical. It has, it has a, a sound faith base. They have something they believe in, that, that they are not their son. You should not be the son of your universe. I'm sorry. We are not the son. You are just a planet going around, right? The sun is something much bigger than us. It's got to be something you care more about than yourself. Um, and focus on that thing. Focus on that thing. And, and, and to me, the superpower we all have, the ability to have, is servitude. We can donate our time, volunteer. Man, every place got a big brothers, big sisters. We have uh, meals on wheels. There's uh, uh, food banks. Food banks. There's so many different ways that, that, that the resources and the assets and the things that maybe just extra for you can be a necessity for someone else. So, man, hey, last but not least, man, once again, uh, let's give a shout out to the McGinnis Group, our title sponsor. We're going to be loving them up all season long as we are uh, interviewing different former teammates, different friends different uh, influencers and impactful people here in the Kansas City community. So, again, for myself, Sean Barber, my man, Chase Kaufman, the notorious, not B-I-G, but the B-M-G. B-M-G. Advisors. <laughs> Always B-M-G advisors, man. This is Sean Barber from The Process. The process is always greater than the product. Y'all be blessed.